Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Well, go with me to Acts chapter 3. It's been one of our text scriptures in this series. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. We said in the series before, I'm going to spend a lot of time doing some reviews since we haven't been on the subject on a midweek in a couple weeks. And so I'm going to do some review, connect some things, and take it a little bit further to set up where we're going in the month of May and beyond. The word name means the authority and the character thereof. The word name means the authority and the character thereof. It is all that a name implies of its authority, its character, its rank, its majesty, its power, its excellence. It's everything that the name covers. We said before when we say in the name of, it's similar to saying by the power of. When someone would go in the name of someone else, they were going as an authorized representative. They were authorized to carry out tasks on behalf of the one who sent them. In this context, to say in the name of, is to say in their stead or on their behalf. And so what Peter said in Acts 3, 6, he said, I'll give you what I have. What did he have? He had access to the name. He had the right to use the name. And that's what he did. He pulled healing from the name and applied it to the man. In Acts chapter 3, verse 12 in the New Living Translation, verse 12 and verse 16 say, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this and why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So simply we see that the man was healed through faith in the name of Jesus. First, as we talked about in the series, who had faith in the name? Who had faith in the name of Jesus? Who? Was it Peter, John, or the man? As we look through Acts chapter 3 and chapter 4, we went through in detail, there's no evidence of the man having any faith in the name of Jesus. But who did? Peter and John. Well, the scripture tells us where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we began to look over a few weeks, what were the things they heard and who said it to them? We see that Jesus told them concerning the use of the name and they heard it and they began to put into practice even during the ministry of Jesus and had wonderful results. Let's look at some. We'll look at some in just a moment as we continue doing this review. But they heard from Jesus. They did what Jesus said and they had faith in the name and they had faith in their right to use the name. So it wasn't just faith in the name. They had faith in their right to use the name. And so when they came across that man, they were able to minister healing to him in the name of Jesus. Go with me before we go to Luke. Go with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, start with verse 5 and we'll go through verse 11. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The word Lord means supreme in authority 
to the glory of God the Father. The New Living Translation says, Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Let's look at that same verse in Amplified Classic Edition. But he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, a slave, and that he became like men and was born a human being. So one of the things we see here is that Jesus did not operate on the earth as the Son of God, even though he was the Son of God, even though he is God, even though he was God. He didn't operate on earth as God. That was our identity. That's who he was. That's why he was able to receive worship. He was always God. He will always be God. But how did he operate on earth? He operated as a man. And one of the things we looked at previously, then we look in the Gospels, he is anointed by the Holy Ghost. God does not need to be anointed. Humanity does. And since Jesus was operating on the earth as a man, he was anointed by God. So everything we saw in his ministry, what he did, came from the place of him being a person who was anointed by God. He's leading us to the example, and he's showing us how we are to live. And so let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 31. Let's see one of the hallmarks of Jesus' ministry. Luke chapter 4, verse 31. Then he, Jesus, went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirit, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. So the word we see here for power is miraculous power, miraculous force. It is the ability to do miracles. And the word authority simply means the power or right to give orders, to make decisions or to enforce obedience. And so when we saw Philippians chapter 2, just driving this point home again, if Jesus laid aside his divine privileges, how could he operate in authority and power? Well, Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22 says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. While he prayed, the heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. And so we know he was anointed when he was baptized. The Holy Spirit descended upon him. Luke chapter 5, verse 24 says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power. The word power means authority, the power right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. So that has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Luke chapter 6 verse 5, Jesus said to them, and the Son of Man is also the Lord, or supreme in authority, of the Sabbath. John 5, 26 and 27, still doing some review to set up where we're going. John 5, 26 and 27 says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. So we see this phrase again and again, and this phrase Son of Man is connected to authority. Now go with me to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Daniel chapter 7. Verse 13 and 14 
says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. And so the Son of Man is a messianic title. It's a messianic title that's connected to authority and dominion. The Son of Man is a messianic title that's connected to authority and dominion. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Go with me now to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's look at that a little bit more. Finishing up our review. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. And so it's written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual was not first, but the natural, afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And we have borne the image of the man of dust. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now, one of the things that it refers to Jesus in 1 Corinthians 15 is that he is the second Adam. First Adam, of course, was Adam. We know about him from the book of Genesis. But Jesus called here the second Adam. So when we look at the authority that Jesus operated in, it is also the authority of Adam. We know the authority he had. So remember, Adam gave up his authority in the fall. But Jesus, born of a woman, remember he was, she was, he was conceived by the spoken word of God. Mary believed in her heart. And when she believed, she conceived. And she bore Jesus, and Jesus was born without the sin nature without the sin nature that was passed on through Adam, through every single generation since then. Jesus was born with authority, the same authority and dominion that Adam had. And he has the authority of the son of man. That's a messianic title. So he's not operating. Remember, he's not operating under the authority and dominion that he has as God, even though he is God, although he is the son of God, although he's a perfect expression of the father. He is all those things. He was all those things. He forever will be all those things. But he's not operating on the earth that way. Philippians 2 said he laid aside those privileges. And he took on the form of a human being. Took on the form of a servant. But he has this authority. What is that authority? It is the original authority and dominion of Adam. And it's the authority he has from being anointed. So it's the authority of Adam. And the authority from being anointed. That's what we see in the ministry of Jesus. The authority that came from Adam. And the authority that comes from being anointed. And being in the office God called him to be in. How many of you can see that? We said, I can see it. Go ahead and put it in the chat. We're ending our review to go to where we're going tonight. I know we had a whole lot of scriptures. So speeding through them so we can get to where we're going. Now go with me to Luke chapter 9. Because one of the things we see as we go into the month of May and beyond the power of delegated authority. Because Jesus had authority given to him by the Father. The authority of Adam, the authority that comes from being the anointed one, the Messiah. But also one of the things we see with this authority is while Jesus was on the earth, he would delegate that authority. In Luke chapter 9, it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God. Once again, remember the word authority is the power or right to give orders, to make decisions and enforce obedience. Verse six says, and they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And the apostles, when they were returned, 
told him all that they had done, and he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city of Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God. And he healed them that had need of healing. Verse 49, And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in your name. Remember, the name means authority. And we forbade him because he didn't follow with us. And Jesus said, Forbid him not, for he that is not with us is against us. One of the things you see in Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10, one of the whole conversations about this delegated authority, this right to give orders, this right to speak forth in the authority of Jesus and things happen just like if Jesus himself did it. So they went everywhere. These 12 went everywhere. From Peter to Judas, these 12 went everywhere on assignment, their authority is connected to their assignment. I don't want you to miss that. Come on, put this in the chat and say it with me. Say the authority is connected to the assignment. Come on, say it with me. Say it, put it in the chat. Say the authority is connected to the assignment. They're on assignment, so they have authority. And while they're fulfilling the assignment Jesus gave them, when they will speak in the name of Jesus, when they would lay hands in the name of Jesus, when they would speak toward devils in the name of Jesus, they got the same results that Jesus did. And so they came back sharing with this. Go with Luke chapter 10, because we see in verse 1 and 2, it says, After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, and he sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So it says, When he appointed also, as he did this in the same way, he did the apostles. So what did he do? He authorized them. He gave them the same authority to heal the sick, the same authority to cast out devils, the same authority that was connected with their assignment. Verse 17 says, The seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. They got to listen to us through your name, through your authority. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power. That word power is the same as authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now go with me, Mark 16. Remember the authority is connected to the assignment. The authority of Jesus that he had from being the Messiah, from the authority that came with him being anointed, the authority that came with him being the second Adam. He delegated that authority to the 12 apostles. Then he delegated authority to the 70. And then we see that individual in Luke chapter 9, you know, historians have different ideas who it may be, who it may not be. But we see that one person operating in the authority. What do we know about them? They believed in Jesus. They believed in the name of Jesus. And they were operating in that name and getting the same results. Now go with me to Mark 16, verse 11. Let's start with Mark 16, verse 11. It says, and when they heard that Jesus was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After that, he believed, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked, went into the country. You know, the two on the road to Emmaus tells us another gospel. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, one of the key words we've seen so far, we see again and again and again is believe. Go ahead and put it in the chat. One of the key words we've seen so far in this passage is believe. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Say, believe. And Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes, there we go, once again, 
He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe, there you go again, will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly, it will not, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So notice the key word here is believe and the key phrase is in the name. Belief or faith in the name. But notice the Lord was working with them and confirming the word. He was working with them, confirming the word. What was he doing? They were going on their assignment. And as they were on their assignment, they got the same results that Jesus would, just like they did in the days of the ministry of Jesus while he was on the earth. The authority is connected to your assignment. What did Jesus do? Because we see this while he walked the earth. And we see this when he's given us through his death, burial, and resurrection, which we just celebrated this past weekend. Through Jesus' death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension, he authorized every single believer. That word when he says go. Because he says in Matthew 28, let's go to Matthew 28 real quick, and I'll show it to you another way. Matthew 28, we'll look at verse 18. Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, the word power there is authority, same word authority we've been looking at. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. What is the name? That's the authority. Of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all the things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So the authority of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is the authority of Jesus. It is that authority that's far beyond. So once again, remember, we see that Jesus was given a name, a given authority that's far above. This is the authority of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so we've been authorized. So notice what happened after Jesus was raised from the dead and he ascended. He authorized us. He restored to us the authority Adam lost. And then he granted us even greater authority. The authority that comes with the name of Jesus, the name that is higher than every other name. So the authority you have the right to use is even greater than what the disciples and the 70 used during the ministry of Jesus that produced such wonderful results. The authority you have is far greater, far more reaching to add that name. Everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything under the earth must bow, must submit to that authority that you've been given the right and the privilege to use. But I'll say it again, as you heard me say several times, your authority is connected to your assignment. Your authority is connected to your assignment. Let's go back to, well, let's go to Genesis 1. Let's look at it from there as we begin to take this a little bit further. Genesis chapter 1. We'll start with verse 26. So we said he restored to us the authority of Adam. So let's look at the authority Adam had. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's look at some of the authority Adam had. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, 
over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Psalm 8, 6 through 9 describes the same thing. And it says, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, every even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Now go with me to Genesis 2. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 15, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. The word keep means to guard. Your authority is connected to your assignment. So your authority is not random. Come on, put this in the chat and say it aloud. Say, my authority is not random. A lot of people have random results with using the name and the authority because they use it in areas that they're not supposed to be in. Your authority is not random. It is connected to your assignment and your calling. Your authority is not random. It is connected to your assignment and your calling. Notice Adam was given dominion of the entire planet. He did. But he was positioned to take care and guard the garden. That's why when the serpent came in, he could have handled it. He could have stopped it because he had the dominion. He had the authority. He had a dominion over the whole planet. Authority of the whole planet. But he was positioned to use that authority and the garden and to expand the garden until it filled the whole planet. See, faithfulness will cause you to increase in dominion. Faithfulness will cause you to increase in authority to where your, your jurisdiction of authority is higher. You begin with the authority over your own life, over your own body. Authority in the lane where God has called you. You have authority where your calling is. You have authority where those in your household are concerned, especially if you have kids. There are certain things that as you pray, some things, things have to change and move because they're under your authority in your household. Your authority is not random. It's connected to your assignment. It's connected to where God has positioned you. It's connected to where God has called you to be. So one of the things we're doing in May is we're focusing on you going after your calling because some of you haven't seen your authority work the way it should because you're not operating in your call. You're not operating what God's called you to do. So, well, I'm speaking, I'm confessing, I'm doing this, I'm decreeing, I'm declaring, nothing's happening. Well, are you, where are you supposed to be? Are you in the place God has assigned you? Well, I think so. It doesn't look like a garden, but if you use your authority and the blessing that's on your life that we talked about earlier in the No Longer Memorial series, you can turn the field into a garden. But you have to be where God wants you to be. Your authority is not random. One of the things we talked about, and I encourage you to listen to again in the Holy Week devotionals last week, is about how to operate in the name of Jesus. Not think about it as some magic name you just attach to something. Well, if I say in the name of Jesus, it's a magic keyword that's going to get me what I want in life. No. You don't think about just a magic keyword. It is a position. It is a platform. It is a privilege. It is a right. It is authority for you to use. And one of the things we saw in Jesus, when you say things and ask for things based off of what I'm doing and based off of who I am, you're going to get it. And so one of the things we'll key in when we talk about in May is 
What is Jesus doing? I'm not talking about what he's doing globally or throughout the universe. What is he doing in your life? What has he called you to be doing? What is the Holy Ghost moving you to do? What assignments and responsibility has he given you? That is where your authority is working. What are you saying about those areas? What are you decreeing and declaring about those areas? See, your authority, yes, kings reign by decree, and their authority is connected to the words of your mouth. But also think about it this way. So let's say you have a house and you have a yard. You know, your yard, your garden is under your authority, right? But do you know how you exercise your authority over your garden, over your yard? You cut it. Maybe you fertilize it. Maybe you pull up weeds. Maybe you spray for weeds. Maybe you plant for stuff. Maybe you trim stuff. Maybe you prune stuff. Maybe you remove things and put in new things. That's you operating in dominion and authority over your yard. That is what Adam was called to tend to it. So where your career and your calling are concerned, are you tending to it? Or have you just let it grow wild? Because you haven't been using your authority and put it into practice beyond just what you've been saying, but what you've been doing. Your authority is also shown by your actions. Your authority is connected to your assignment. Your authority is not random. And it's time for you to get to where you need to be. And I'm looking forward this Sunday to sharing more about the calling and getting you ready for May when we do our May No Longer Mere Mortals Challenge where you invest in your calling. So in the month of May, we're doing a challenge. The first part of the challenge is you want to pray the Ephesians 1 prayer for yourself, your family, your faith family, every single day. Pray that Ephesians 1 prayer. Number two, you want to read through the book of Proverbs. There's 31 days in May. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs. You're going to read one chapter of Proverbs a day. So on May 1st, you read Proverbs chapter 1. On May 2nd, you read Proverbs chapter 2, etc., etc., etc. And number three, every day take time to invest in your calling. So whether it's learning a language associated with your calling, learning a new skill. I didn't say you had to spend five hours, but take some time every day and invest in your calling. Whether it's research, whether it's applying yourself, whether it's starting small, find some area to invest in your calling. I believe you go further in your calling, you'll learn more, and you'll see doors open for you as you take that step forward. One of the things we're doing through the month of May is we'll send text messages, encourage you to walk in your calling. And if you want to sign up for those text messages, you just text INVEST to 770-756-8539. If you want those text messages that will encourage you to walk in your calling, whether you're watching live or listening to the message later on podcast or watching the replay, text INVEST to 770-756-8539. Text INVEST to 770-756-8539. It's time to get after what God's called us to do. It's time and our authority is connected to our assignment. You know, one of the things that Bishop shared on New Year's was about the return of the authority of the believer. Talk about how it's going to up to the where it's supposed to be. You won't see that if you're not positioning yourself where God has positioned you and you're not doing what he's called you to do. I'm so looking forward to sharing with you this Sunday more about the call, more on faith in the morning, and more in the month of May. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you shared with us tonight. Help us not just to be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word so we can be blessed in our doing. As it tells us in the book of James, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.